Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Talking Games with Kelly and Andrew. I'm Andrew. I'm Kelly. Kelly, it's been another week. Uh, there was so much news this week. <laughs> yeah. Kelly, it's crazy. Look at the sheet. Yeah, it was action-packed, just jammed with video game news from all corners of the earth. Yeah. Um, there's ve- This is going to be a quick one, folks, because... Uh, we had that Nintendo Direct and that PlayStation State of Play two weeks ago. Then we had Tokyo Game Show last week, and this week we had. Um, this week we we um. This week we we had the that last Netflix event. Oh, that is or, true. Yeah, that didn't really um. <laughs> we also um, had um. Oh, uh, okay. Uh, I don't know if you're aware of this, Andrew, but right now HBO has a very popular show happening. Um, a little spinoff, perhaps called House of the Dragon. So amidst all of this House of the Dragon hype, and today, September 26th, which is apparently The Last of Us Day, um, yeah, I forget about that every year. I don't really know what that means. Is it the day the first game came out? I thought it came it's out. It's the like day that April. the outbreak started. Oh, okay, that makes sense. Um, well, the fictional outbreak, just to be clear. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it used to be called Outbreak Day, and they stopped calling it that in 2020. Yeah, that's that's probably a smart move. Um, but <laughs> amidst these two uh, very important holidays, or amidst these two events, um, the Last of Us HBO show got a first full trailer uh today actually and uh yesterday as of the time that the viewers or listeners will be uh listening um it is like a two minute long trailer it's not super they call it an official teaser because it's not super clear i mean there's not a whole i was gonna ask what teaser meant like i think this is a long video i think teasers are just like there's not a lot of dialogue and there's not a lot of like big story beats. It's just something to draw you in initially, um, which they kind of had a teaser a few weeks ago, but that one was not as that was that one was sort of wedged in between like a whole HBO thing. Um, but this one, yeah, was that's ex- what I would I would have thought that be called a teaser and this be called a trailer. But I don't know like movie movie PR lingo. That's a really specific thing. I don't know. Yeah, but this was. About like a two minute long teaser. Um, some Hank Williams was playing. We got a closer look at Joel, uh, played by Pedro pa- Pedro Pascal. Um, Joseph. We got a closer look at Ellie, played by Bella Ramsey. Um, basically, just a closer look at everybody that's going to be in the show. Um, and then obviously, p- people who played the game, which if you're listening, we're assuming you at least know about the game, um, saw some like story beats, certain things that happened in the game that we see happening in the show. Um, and then at the end, it just said coming in 2023 to HBO Max, which also is HBO. This is an HBO show, not an yeah. HBO Max show. Which I was is... going to say so much HBO Max stuff got canceled last year that if this was HBO Max, I'd be shocked that we're seeing it. Well, HBO Max shows tend to have a smaller budget, um, whereas HBO shows are kind of the big dogs. So, like, House of the Dragon is an HBO show. 
uh, Succession is an HBO show. Um, if I'm not mistaken, all that scary uh, Discovery Warner merger stuff that was affecting HBO Max, but not HBO standard. Correct? Right. Right. This is not a movies podcast, but still. Just because I H- think that is relevant to Last of Us because it's HBO, not HBO Max. Yeah, just because HBO Max did have this war, this all this these like Warner properties that are just now sort of being sapped. So, uh, you know, I I I thought this trailer was very promising. I think the the show itself is very promising to me. I think it has a really really strong cast and a really really strong writing crew. Um, the creator also wrote the miniseries Chernobyl, which is one of the most like devastating miniseries I've ever seen in my life. Um, so much so that I had to not watch it for like a month because it upset me so deeply. <laughs> um, so I think, you know, tonally, I think it'll be appropriate. Um, but yeah, I thought this teaser was very well done. I feel like. They it it looks like they're being very loyal to the game, and the the um the effects look very good, so to speak. That clicker looks nuts. Okay, I wasn't sure if we were like just going in and like saying it all, but yeah, I thought it looked very good. Um, and the sounds, I mean, everything about it looks really really good. Um, we still don't, in my opinion, we still don't have a release day, but we do know it's coming out next year. So I'm thinking it's probably going to be next fall or next summer. Yeah. Uh, the thing about this that was weird to me is like, because we've, we've known what Pedro Pascal was going to look like in the show for a long time. And he looks, he looks like Joel. He looks so Like good. he looks so much like <laughs> the character model of Joel. <laughs> yeah. And now we've seen like, ev- not everybody, but we've seen Marlene, Tess, Bill, Ellie, um, Ellie's friend from the DLC, who's Riley. Yeah, I thought that was interesting. I didn't. I mean, it makes sense to put the DLC in here because, yeah, there was very little story content, and like you could pack that into like literally a ten minute, fifteen minute flashback. It doesn't need to be two hours like it was in the game because it was mostly like. Because I, if you remember, that DLC was like half flashback, half, um what would you call that like mid quill like it told you what happened at a point of the story that we had previously not known what was happening right um i assume they just won't show that if they show that part it doesn't have to like coincide with those flashbacks mm-hmm. anyway i was just surprised because everybody we saw does not look anything like their in-game counterparts except for joel and like nick offerman looks kind of like bill but he just sort of looks gross and hairy <laughs> he doesn't look like like bill but the rest of the people do not look like their characters in the game. And my brain is just like, I don't know. It's a little strange. It's fine. I'm slightly more interested now than I was before because it does look very incredibly high. Like, it looks great visually. Yeah, the production so. value is very high. I think yeah. that I don't mind that they don't necessarily look like their characters. Um, I think each character is very unique, except for Joel. Um, no offense to Joel, but he's just a guy with dark hair and a beard. Um, yeah, it's pretty easy to imitate that. Right. So, and no offense to Pedro Pascal, because I think they're both very beautiful. Uh, the fictional Joel and the real man, Pedro Pascal. 
Um, very, they're going to say the real man, Joel. Very, like, that doesn't exist. Very pleasing to look upon with your eyeballs, but uh, I don't I'll know. I'll take you out of this. I'll take you out of this hole. Um, <laughs> other things that are pleasing to look upon, we'll be looking at starting June 11th, which is the official start date of events for E3 2023. Um, the digital events that are partnered with E3 are going to start June 11th, while the in-person event is going to start June 13th, and that'll be split half as a uh, public event at the convention center just like it was the past few years and then half is going to be used for press which my understanding is that the press have had a very rough time at e3 the past few years since it became public because it's just no longer like it's a, it's now a packed event that's not easy to get around and it's hard to get coverage but i guess having like half for press and half for the public that makes a lot of sense and i'm happy for the press um i mean if we get an invite uh you know we'll go We'll think about we'll uh we'll think about the offer, but yeah. But we'll, this is this is, huh? We'll have to really we'll have to really like um let that one sit, let that one percolate yeah. a little bit. Like if you offer to fully pay for it, we'll we'll think about it. E three. We'll consider it. We'll consider it. Um, but it's it's back. I mean, they have dates. They have convention center booked. Unless another pandemic hits, <sighs> I think it's all but set. I don't think you should have even said that. I think you should have not said that. Because okay. now if another pandemic does happen, everybody's going to be like, wow, Andrew knew Andrew. something. And that's Oops. why he said that. Oops. Anytime. Not even just in June. Like anytime throughout the future of our existence. Right. I'm the only person who's made that comment. But perhaps if you traveled back in time. Yeah. You could undo that comment. Um, okay. I'll try to do that. <laughs> Sorry. I was trying to make a transition, but... No, you should just do it, but there was a pause, so I thought you were actually inclining me to travel back in time. Oh. Um, no. But something very, um, maybe perhaps, uh, not exciting. <laughs> that was a lot of build-up to say sad. I know. I'm sorry. Um... The game Oxenfree. I don't know if you've ever played it. The sequel, Lost Signals, uh, is now has now been pushed to next year. Um, I uh, I really got nothing. Did you play the first one? Yeah, I forgot this game was coming out this year until they said it was delayed to next year. Because in my <laughs> brain, I was like, "No, it's always next year." What are you talking about? I think a lot of people thought it was coming out. I mean, I think a lot of people didn't know it was supposed to come out this year because a lot of the replies to the tweet that uh, they announced this in are just like, oh, so excited. Like, they didn't really read it. <laughs> um, or they were just like, oh, it's coming out in 2023. I think the wording is also sort of intentionally vague to be like, we're moving our release window to 2023. It's like, from where? From where? From where, from whence was it moved? Because <laughs> um, it never had a solid release date, so. Right, right. Oh well. So I mean, I'm I'm glad that at this uh, I'm disappointed in the sense that it's getting moved to a very busy year, and I don't. I would feel bad if it got overshadowed, but I feel like it has enough of a fan base that it'll be okay. Yeah, we'll see. I do think it's gonna get overshadowed, but um, that's just because. 
I don't really know if people are still like, oh my God, oxen free. You know what I mean? It's not like. Well, it's now on Netflix. Like you can download it f on your phone with Netflix. I don't even so know how to respond to that information. Well, it. Uh, if that was a very more advertised platform, that'd be big news. Like if people knew they could get games on Netflix, because nobody knows that. If they knew it, I think it could be huge for Oxenfree, but I don't think that'll I don't think that'll happen. Yeah. Is there anything so. else happening to Netflix soon? Uh yeah, keeping that Netflix train rolling. Also, just kind of thinking about it, most of our stories are um TV or film related. Oops. Oops. Ani Musha a classic Capcom series that has been mostly dormant for quite a while is getting revived as an anime on Netflix. We got a peek during Netflix's uh, fan event. It is just four stills, but I'm sorry, five stills. It looks pretty good. It's made by the same animation team who did the Dragon's Dogma team. Makes sense. Another Capcom series. Um, I... I wonder if anime adaptations and like things like this are going to be the industry's new way of gauging interest for a game series rather than putting out like remasters to decide if they want more. That's that's what I'm starting to feel about all these these adaptations we're getting, the smaller scale ones. Yeah, because I wonder if it's just like cheaper to make these than it would be to just like remake or remaster a game. I mean, yeah, I know probably. animation is not like, I'm not saying it's cheap, but especially when you do the kind of an animation that this is, which is this like 3D CGI, um, you're using like a computer with maybe like painted backgrounds. So it is a little bit cheaper than like animating the whole thing. Um, yeah. Like in a 2D way. So you're right. I wonder if this is their way of being like, is anybody interested? Anybody want any Onemusha? Is that what it's called? Yeah. I feel like Dragon's Dogma, the anime, which I've not seen, I feel like that might be part of the reason the sequel got greenlit. So part of me is like, oh no, just spend this money on like a remaster or something. But then part of me is also like, well, if this is working go for it you know i'm excited for dragon's dogma fans to be getting a sequel so yeah and if that anime had any hand in it cool well i'm a dragon's dogma fan and i didn't watch the anime so where's well, my cookie you're, you're uh, is where is she oh i don't know she's probably sleeping somewhere wait are we talking about your cat or or the the pastry my cat baked good well when you said she i assumed you were talking about my cat Right. Were you talking about your cat or were you talking about like a baked good? I was talking about my cat. Okay. I don't feel emotionally attached to baked goods because I eat them. Okay. What does this have to do with Animusha? Nothing. Nothing. You know who likes to eat baked goods baked by a princess? Cakes? Cakes, perhaps baked by Princess Peach. Uh, <laughs> it's Mario. Um, the Smooth. Mario movie... Is will be getting a trailer, which will premiere at New York Comic Con, which is next week, uh, October sixth at four p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We will finally, well, this isn't guaranteed, but perhaps we will finally hear the most beautiful 
the most amazing Mario voice. Uh, sorry, Charles Martinet. It's not about you anymore. It's all about Christopher Rat. I mean, Christopher Pratt. I prefer Rat. That's funny. Chris Pratt. He is going to be obviously the voice of our uh, Mario, as we know. Um, and this trailer is uh, happening next week. So it says teaser trailer. We're back to this discussion. What does that mean? Is it going to be like a 30-second thing, or is it going to be like a two-minute trailer? I don't really know. I mean, I guess we'll find out. Teaser doesn't really mean anything anymore, I don't think, as we sort of have established at the beginning. Because I feel like full trailers, especially in movies, I feel like full trailer implies like it's basically going to tell you the whole plot. Yeah, yeah. Um I don't even know, man. I really don't know. Uh, you're not excited? Um, I hope that we hear Chris Christopher um, so that I can be cynical and judgmental. Yeah. I hope we hear everything. I hope it's terrible. But I also, I don't know. There's like a lot of rumor circulating that the reason this got delayed is because the screen tests were so bad and Nintendo was like furious. <laughs> and they were like, you know what? We're going to like take some of this in-house. And that also might be apparently apparently might be part of the reason that they opened that Nintendo movie studio, movie studio, which might mean either they're helping with this or that means that they know this is going to be bad and they don't want to mess up again in the future. But either way, it doesn't give me a lot of hope for this trailer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm feeling so, the floppery in the distance. It has me worried, yeah. but oh well. Yeah. So, uh, Kelly... What well, we got one more news story. Is it's it, pressing. Is it news, it's, Andrew? Uh, why are you making fun of me? Because the thing that I'm reporting on started or came out September 9th. I'm not saying. I know. I'm not. I'm not making fun of you. I'm just. I think it's interesting that you call it news. That's all. Um, I'm going to do some spot research, but uh, hang on. Hang on, Kelly. Okay, I'm hanging. Do you, um, are you busy on, let's see. Oh my goodness. Are you busy? Oh, we missed it. Oh no. Okay, so the band, oh wait, we didn't miss it. Oh Kelly, do you have $41 and are you free October 7th? I am free October 7th. I don't have $41. I've never <laughs> had is... any money in my life, actually. This is a very roundabout way of saying um, the band One OK Rock is going to be near us in Cleveland Whoa. on tour. Don't dox us. You think somebody's going to come to Cleveland and start <laughs> knocking on every door in the general Northeast Ohio region? Yes. Uh, anyway, they released a song called Vandalize. We've talked about it on the show before. It's the theme song to Sonic Frontiers our most anticipated video game of 2022 bar none. Kelly can't disagree. Um, right. I am being quiet. Okay. Oh, like you're like, I won't disagree. You don't want to fight me. <laughs> um, so the other day, this is a story more than news. The other day I was on youtube.com on my television and you know, they have the recommendations 
And I was like, I have to put away some dishes. And this song was recommended. And I was like, yeah, I like it more than I should. Like, it's it's a goofy, silly song. But I clicked on it and started playing it. And I wasn't paying the closest attention. And then I heard a word said that I, for a Sonic theme song, really wouldn't expect to hear. Um, the line is, and don't worry, you don't have to cover your children's ears because this is a you know, family-friendly show mostly, but also maybe cover your children's ears because they'll figure it out. The line is, um, F the pain away. <gasps> My bed is in ruins. Um, it's not F, though. It's very harsh. They say a very obscene word. Uh, I just needed to share the story because I heard it and I was like, wait, 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 wait. That wasn't real. This is the Sonic theme song. I misheard that. But there is a an explicit version a very explicit version of the Sonic Frontiers theme song. And I just needed to share that with, with the audience. I think I texted you like four seconds after it happened <laughs> with screenshots of the lyrics to prove it to you. Um, Sonic says the F word is what is what I'm getting to. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Because I, I think he's singing this song, right? Yeah. I don't know if you know Sonic. Um. But on, on his off hours, he he can be quite the potty mouth. Yeah, uh, he is. I'm sorry, I just heard the f word again because I had the song playing in the background. Um, you might be hearing that song though while you're at your uh, Century event, because as we know, our friends, our sponsor for this week, Century, are huge fans of of Mister the Hedgehog. And oh, they're, they're certainly they're rolling up in a ball and and dashing around with excitement for Sonic Frontiers to release. Um, but while you wait, you may want to go check them out on Twitch to see them play Smash, have Smash tournaments and other games similar to that. You can find them on Twitch at twitch.tv backslash PGH Century. Or you can go to their website, smackcentry.gg, smakcentry.gg, to find out more info about attending or viewing their content. Uh, I don't think they'll play this song on stream because I don't think the F word's allowed on their program either. Ooh. But um, I think the Blue Hedgehog will probably be present. Uh, I think Frontiers will probably be um, very central to the to their content in just a, a couple months here. And um, and also, Kelly and I uh, will tell you all about that one OK Rock concert <laughs> that we're going to go to on October 7th in Cleveland for $42 each. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It has unrestricted view. What does that mean? <laughs> Maybe, like, it's the... The venue is set up in a way that there's no one, like, it's, like, going up, so there's no one sitting directly in front of you. Unlike I don't know. The well, it's the House of Blues. Oh, it's a general admission event. So what is that unrestricted? I mean, you just have to beat people up to get to the front. I want to mosh to the freaking Sonic Frontiers theme song. Well, we'll, we'll be able to next Friday. Wait, are we going? Yeah, I'm on my way. <laughs> If I knew they'd play this song, if I like had a promise that the song was on the set list, 
I'd consider it more than I'd like to admit. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I feel like this this last news story, quote unquote, has really gone off the rails. Um, but perhaps we'll uh, move on to what we've been playing. So, Kelly, you've been playing anything? Well, I have been very, very busy. I've been a busy little bee, so I haven't had a lot of time to be playing video games. Um, I've played, as per usual, I have been playing Dead by Daylight. Um, I have also picked up Crusader Kings 3 again because a new DLC just came out. But to call it a DLC might be a little bit insulting um, because it's Why? it's really just like flavor text and some new songs. Oh, insulting to you, not to the game. Yeah, but to be totally... I can't even say to be fair. It was like $5, which doesn't seem like a lot, but it's also like... Like, I'd spend more money on a burrito, but it's also like, am I really getting anything with this DLC? Anyway, the point is, is that I've been playing and it's been fine. Um, really enjoying trying to conquer um, all of the nor- northern Europe, Eurasia. And uh, I am planning something very special for the month of October. Um, and as we approach the creepiest spookiest hauntingest season um but i'm not going to say what it is because i we may have already said what it was but i'm hoping that our listeners have forgotten if that is the case you've not said it on air so there is a surprise okay well okay andrew what have you (laughs) (laughs) i've been playing a game that also has dlc that is very different than your five dollar dlc you're disappointed with because mine was free also, the game was free, well, included. I played Spiritfarer, which just joined the PlayStation Plus Extra lineup. Um, I got it when it came out on Tuesday. I had a lot of free time this past week. I played maybe a little more than I'd like to uh, admit. I might have finished the game, and it might have taken me 30 hours in a week. But... Who who am I to say? Who am I to say? I I don't know. I highly recommend this game. For those who don't know, this is sort of a sim game where you have a boat with a bunch of different passengers on it that you get as you explore the world and you are the the ferryman or ferrywoman of death. So the whole point is to help these people as they approach their final steps of life, kind of come to terms and, and maybe fill some some bucket list items for them, make them make them comfortable with what's coming, and then guide them through what is called the Everdoor into the whatever is next. Um, it's a very emotionally charged game. The art style is like two-dimensional, drawn style. It's beautiful, incredibly beautiful. I'm a big fan of the game. I obviously am. I played 30 hours in a week. (laughs) Um, I do think there are some problems, but they're mostly not enough to bring down the game overall. There's a couple points where like I hit a wall with progression where maybe I like didn't have access to a resource that I needed to progress like six different quests. So I just had to like do the couple quests that didn't require it until that resource became available to me. Um, But I got addicted to like the gardening and farming mechanics. There's cooking There is crafting. All of that is very satisfying, and it's a very quick feedback loop. You're rarely stuck in the same place for very long, 
And while you're doing one task, you're always able to be thinking ahead, perhaps helping with the next task or just planning how you're going to do it when you finish the one at hand. Um, the gameplay is very uh, satisfying. It starts a little slow. You get more movement mechanics as the game goes on. Uh, the best movement mechanic, which I won't spoil, but it improves the game a lot. But sadly, you don't get it until like two-thirds of the way through the game. And that's one thing I kind of wish they would change. If you got that way earlier, it'd be a much like much more streamlined experience as far as, as moment-to-moment movement goes. Um, and also, the first like hour or so of this game is very tutorialized and slow. So if you're getting this game, if you think it sounds interesting, if you think it looks beautiful or fun, I would recommend powering through that first hour and then play for a little bit longer and then you'll kind of see what the game's about you'll get into the loop you'll garden you'll you'll pluck some flowers pluck some vegetables in your garden cook them up feed your people make them happy do random tasks i'm a big fan of what i played i think i've said that like four times um, my brain's kind of fried because i played 30 hours in a week so that's <laughs> why i'm talking so poorly but I'm very excited that this game is on PlayStation Plus Extra because hopefully it exposes a whole new audience to it. It was on Game Pass when it came out in 2020, which I thought was really cool, but um, that first hour scared me away, so I thought I didn't like the game. But then I gave it another try now that it's on PlayStation and fell in love with it. Uh, huge fan. The DLC, is it was free. It came out gradually. Um, the last pack, I believe, came out sometime last year, late last year. Um, those DLC characters, specifically the last two they added, are, in my opinion, the best in the game. So, like, they really, they really improved this game with the DLC. It wasn't just tiny little, tiny little adjustments. It was serious content. And one of the characters in particular, I had to Google it. I just wouldn't have guessed they were DLC because it was so central to the narrative of the entire game. So, I highly recommend it. Um, I'm politely. F- politely yelling at Kelly that she should try it because it seems right up her alley. So you might even be hearing another person's opinion on this in the coming months. Hmm. Perhaps. I just I just backed you in a corner now. If you don't play it, people are going to be mad. <laughs> yeah. Um. So I highly recommend it. Wonderful time. Again, took me 28 hours. Um, I did a whole lot of side content, but not all of it. Um, I cooked all the recipes because, you know, that's just the type of person I am. That's the one thing I had to be like, no, I have to do it all. Um, very highly recommended. Uh, another game that I played some of this week that I'm not going to talk about, Live Alive. I gave my very early impressions, what, August? Shortly after it came out. Um, I played it a few weeks after it came out, but I've been so busy with other games that I haven't gotten back to it until this week. Um, I'm hoping to have it finished by next week, so you can look forward to hearing an actual review, a review of that game come next week. Mm. So, Yay! We did it again. We've done another episode. Hang on. I'm going to turn that uh, Sonic Frontiers theme song back on because we're late enough in that it's not going to distract me. I'm distracted knowing that You're it's dis- happening. I, I mean, it is actually playing right now. I'm, I'm, you can't see my screen, but I'm playing Vandalized <laughs> by One OK Rock, who you and I are going to be seeing live next Friday. Right, right. I feel like I need to see them live so I can keep the Century Frontiers bit going, because that's such good fodder for that. Yeah. 
you know, they're not that big. I mean, they are big, but they're not that big. What if I got them to play at the Century events? <gasps> I think it would think? cost money. Well, it's not like their tickets are surprisingly expensive or anything. Yeah, it's really expensive. It costs a lot of money. Sorry, Century. I don't think Monoki <laughs> Rock will be playing at any of your shows, any of your uh, your streams. He just likes to make false promises. He's a false prophet. You know what? Sonic's the false prophet because he didn't even tell me the F word was in his theme song. I had to find it out by myself due to YouTube recommendations <laughs> on a random Tuesday. Wow. So, anyway. Sorry, I'm still listening to the song. That's all right. It's a long song. It's it is. three minutes and 14 seconds. That's not actually that long. It's a normal length song. Okay, I turned it off. Sorry. I didn't even <laughs> ask you to do that. It's too late. It's already off. And I think I think we need to wrap this up so I can go listen to it in my personal time. <laughs> I think you're you right. Because you know that's all I'll be doing. I think you're right. So. Well. Thanks, everybody, for for a quick one. Not a lot to cover. Bite-sized. But but I, I really liked Spirit Fair and it was fun to talk to all of you about it. And I hope that if you have PlayStation Plus Extra, that you'll at least give it a little, give it a shot. Because it's definitely worth your time and independent studios are really cool and deserve to be supported. Yes. So we'll see you next week, everybody. Thanks for listening, everybody. Bye.